0: Now for someone to, going back to music, is happy to go to their own beat. They're not affected by trends or they're not affected by image. You know, they go by the the beat of their own drum and they're happy to find their own path and really believe in themselves. Be more authentic. Be real. Say what you really feel with respect and be honest to yourself.
1: The Alpha Talks podcast crafts you and your business into an alpha, not for the faint-hearted. I am Al Hakim, serial entrepreneur and your success mentor, founder of the alpha movement, and people call me the alpha. And that's for a reason, of course. With 20 plus years of experience and eight figures portfolio of businesses, myself and the show guests will be striking thunder of top-notch listening in business and mindset. No bull, just first-class value, not like others. So join us now to become your own version of an alpha. Welcome back, alphas, to a new episode of the Alpha Talks podcast. Today in the studio, I've got a very special guest for you, a very special alpha. Today, we have the privilege of hosting a dynamic media specialist and a presenter whose journey reflects resilience, creativity, and passion for art of communication. With international expertise in programming, podcasting, and media management, our guest has not only carved a niche for himself in the competitive world of radio and broadcast, but has also become a beacon of inspiration for aspiring talents in the industry. From his early struggles to his remarkable success as a senior breakfast presenter at Dubai 92, our guest's story is a testament to the power of determination, innovation, and relentless pursuit of one's passion. Please join me in welcoming the monthly talented Lashlan Kitchen to our show as we unravel the insights, challenges, and the triumphs that have defined his extraordinary career and life journey. Welcome to the Alpha Talks podcast. Thank you for being with us
0: today. Thank you for the invitation. Good to be here. And you got closer to getting my first name correct than most people. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone tends to get it wrong. So uh, it's, it's whilst I'm Australian, it's traditionally a Scottish name. Uh So uh, we were just talking about Scotland before we started and you have those lakes and they're Uh loch. Loch Lamond, loch this. So the name is Lochlan, Lochlan. But people see it and they say, is it Lachlan? Lachlan?" They don't quite know how to say it, no no one. So when I started working about 15 years ago, I started working in uh, Sri Lanka doing um, a breakfast radio yeah. and they, they took a look at my first name and it was just going to be so hard for people to say and given my last name's kitchen which is slightly <laughs> yeah, exactly. unusual yeah. i just said look it's a bit of a nickname back home people mm-hmm. call me
1: Kitch because uh-huh. it's easier yeah, to say exactly
0: and i've come here and it's the same people look at it like you get in the, at the back of a car and they True. want to latchlin is it <laughs> and the driver says Latchlin. i'm like no it's lachlan But just call me Kitchen. You can see this look of relief on people's
1: faces Uh, when they
0: go, oh, that's so much easier.
1: (laughs) But you got close, so well done. So I uh, I can say Lachlan. Well well done, perfect. Perfect. Wow. So uh, once again, thank you for joining us today. And let's start with, let's say, once we broadcast the episode, people will look at the thumbnail, will Mm -hmm. look at the title, and they will think that it's really an interesting one. What can we promise them today that, if they gave us their time, what they will gain? Humor, comedy, yeah.
0: entertainment. Yeah. We can get everything. Bit yeah. of advice, mixed bag of it all. They'll get your vision, your direction, your uh, probably your discipline as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll just chip in with some laughs. And uh, I we, think we've we got to
1: change or switch. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers! <laughs> Pleasure having you. Thank you, man. So let's start. How are you today? I'd like to start with those. How are you? Today? Yeah, good, good. It was,
0: uh, it was a good one. I uh, kicked off a gym, uh, gym challenge yesterday. Mm-hmm. So by the time you hear this, hopefully I'm a, uh, a few kilos lighter because yeah. I've had a good summer. Mm-hmm. So I'm just trying to, you know. Tr- Jump back on track. Yeah, get back on track. And so uh, good workout. And, the, and I'm in the middle of doing some cricket commentary for the World Cup that's on in India. Yeah. So uh, we had a match that was on today. So um, you should be grateful. I only did half of the match. That's four hours. Wow.
1: Said, wow. uh, I've got to get wow. on the Alpha Talks podcast, so here I am. <laughs> Thank you once again to tell us who's Laklan in a nutshell. I've been asking myself that for a long time. <laughs> in a nutshell, before we dig into,
0: look, I think I'm just uh, look, I'm I'm just the same as everyone else that's just trying to make the most of life and trying to, I'm really just trying to, in a strange way, I'm probably who am I? I'm just someone who kind of wants to make their parents proud, mm-hmm. um, and I think that uh, I'm just someone who. Wants to just work hard. I've been given a lot of gifts, a lot of opportunities, and I'm in the process of trying to make the most of those. Uh, At the same time, having fun and um, trying to help other people have a a good day because life can get pretty bad at times. And I think that what keeps us going are those absolute ultimate pinnacle those 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 moments that you sit around and go, yes, this is what makes life living. So. I guess the, uh, the eternal struggle is to, to get through all the stuff we go through, to, to keep trying to have those moments to keep you going.
1: How was your early life my, back in
0: Australia? Look, my early life was brilliant. So I think that you really did win the lotto of life mm. being born in Australia like I did back in the 1980s. You know, I was, I, I was brought up in a, a big house, a big backyard, and um, property was quite cheap in Australia in, in the 70s and 80s. Mm. It's very very expensive now. Sec- Sydney second to Hong Kong, yeah. but but in those days it was, a, you know, a great a great life to be able to be surrounded by you know two parents that were that love me and uh, Australia had this great outdoors lifestyle yeah. uh, that is the envy of, of of many people. That you had um, a wealth of trees and parks and a lot of snakes and spiders that were always after you, mm-hmm. but you had beaches and and yeah, to
1: be in a a, a beautiful environment like that. Very very fortunate. But how, what, something in your childhood inspired you for entering the media industry? Anything or not?
0: Well, look, I'm, I'm very lucky. I was very close to my, my four grandparents. I, mm-hmm. I had three grandparents that lived into their 90s and were quite lucid. Mm-hmm. So I got to know them very well. And by doing that, I got to know myself. Because yeah. I could go, oh, I've got that trait from this, and True. this, and this. I'll pick up this habit from this one. And so, aside from being close to my parents. But I, I think what drew me to the media was there was always, you know, a, Radio in in Western countries has been around for years. I mean, it's mm-hmm. radio in Australia celebrating its hundredth year, so it's always been on. You wake up in the morning and people, you know, put the toast on, the kettle on, and the radio goes mm-hmm. on to hear the news. True. So it was always around. Radio it was always around. Music but and no
1: family involvement in media. Like your father? Your no,
0: mother. I had an uncle who was a musician, no. but but really my involvement in media came two ways. It actually came because. You know, you touched on me getting sick. Mm-hmm. I had quite a debilitating disease when I was about 12 or 13. Mm-hmm. And going further than that, it came from a love of music. Okay. So I was always obsessed with music. Mm-hmm. And I started learning the guitar at the age of seven. And uh, mm-hmm. even within three weeks, I was telling... Spanish or electric? It was more... Well, within the first three weeks, yeah. It was it's all the same. Mm-hmm. But within three weeks, I was already saying to my mum, look, I don't like what the teacher's telling me. It's too single note, dun, 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 dun. I was like, I want to I rock out. <laughs> so we already had to shift uh, at that point, my lesson. So uh, music was always the love, uh, 12 or 13 got really, really sick and uh, was lying in bed listening to the radio the whole time. And that depth of knowledge uh, from spending years listening to the radio and love of music, because before we had Spotify, music radio mm, was the preeminent radio stars were the, mm. the heroes. That's kind of where it led me to kind of think. Well, well, I've got all this experience of music and radio. Maybe I should forge on that path. That's where it came from.
1: Mm. How how this I would say staying in bed for years listening to radio. How did it shape you? And how did you pass this challenge?
0: Well, how did it shape you? When you're in the middle of it, you don't know. Mm -hmm. And it's only been recently I've kind of reflected on this because for a lot of time I I I was never open about it. I never spoke about it. Oh really? And so, because you're, just, you're yeah. just trying to get through each day. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a bit like when you, if anyone's been really sick with a bad flu or something, you yeah. look back and you go, well, I was really sick for those mm-hmm. couple of days. But when you're in the middle of it, you're yeah. just trying to get through it. So how did it shape you? Uh, look, I, I think it more shaped me in a sense of music. I found music as a way to deal with problems, as almost a form of meditation, um, of escapism is probably uh, yeah. another relationship for it, but just feeling it and finding music and finding joy in music and finding pain in music and and uh, and, and even when you weren't feeling well to put on music and, and what the way music can heal as mm-hmm. well is, is, is backed up by a lot of research. So it sort of shaped me in a way that I didn't realise until I, I sort of became well and I'm socialising a lot more at sort of 16, 17 that uh, I realised I was a bit, oh, you, you try, then you try to fit in mm-hmm. and you realised, no, that's a bit different because my life experience for the past four years has been completely different to everyone else's. And that's when you realize, oh, that's when the, the actual work starts yeah. in, in, trying mm-hmm. to, in trying to cope. Mm-hmm.
1: What made you move to Dubai? Then?
0: Well, it, I mean, it really happened in that uh, I was working in radio and those days in radio, I, wanted, I was working an hour from Sydney, okay. an hour south in a suburb called Wollongong, mm-hmm. great Australian yeah. t- work. And all I wanted to do was get into Sydney radio. Before you know we had podcasts and social media and things, you had six music radio stations of which there were three guys that picked the talent. so oh, I yeah. had three guys to impress, mm-hmm. and I was chipping away a bit, and I, I wasn't having any luck because of they knew people or I wasn't internal, and I was just working on it so I, I looked at a few other people that were legends in the industry, and then once they lost their job through a redundancy or a restructure, they had no backup. Mm-hmm. so at about thirty, I thought you know what, I'm, I'm going to go off and I'm going to do an MBA. I'm going to do a mm. masters because I want to, I want to, I don't want to be caught like that. Yeah. And so I did an MBA and uh, part of that program was to do um, two subjects here in Dubai. So 2013, I came oh, over okay. here mm-hmm. and studied at the university of Wollongong here mm-hmm. and did a couple of subjects and, it, and that kind of gave me an insight. I didn't quite enjoy it. I mean, Dubai mm-hmm. was a, quite a different place back then. I had a great time yeah, studying true. and and what brought me in was uh, i was working at this same station and i just made a, a great life decision a, a contract was coming to an end mm-hmm. and they'd made me another offer and i was like you know what i'm, I'm just treading water here mm-hmm. I've, I've got a effectively career cliff jump so i you know sort of Pushed respectfully yeah. said oh, i've got to go i've got to go my own way in here and as soon as i made that decision i got a phone call from a friend going Hey, yeah, you know, I know someone who's looking for a radio presenter in Dubai. Um, I remember you went to uni there. Do you want to mm. apply? And I was like, Yeah, 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 I do. And so put in the application, and that, that's where the relationship with Dubai re- really began. But you initially
1: wanted to come back. You no, you're so,
0: oh, no, there not. was no no instinct whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd stopped over on
1: mm-hmm.
0: traveling, but it was really they came knocking and said, I, actually. I guess I guess that the better story about, you know, business and networking mm-hmm, and, and relationship yeah. that I can put forward was, um, as I said to you, I was in this position where I was trying to get to Sydney and, you know, it's been democratised now, but like a lot of musicians or artists, they, your career often gets defined by one or two people True. that choose whether you're in the movie or in the TV show. Oh. And I was knocking and knocking and knocking, but I, but I understood the importance of relationships. So I was constantly building a network and I was on um, – Boards and agencies, and I was doing this, and I was always, you know, connecting and seeing people and taking up opportunities to go back and teach and do these things. And the program director here has since admitted to me that um, in, in Dubai, he said I, I went to two different people in Australia and said, uh, "Give me five names of announcers that you would think would suit." And to both of them, you were the top of the list. So it, it's a great lesson in just because you're knocking Not on noticed. the door resilience mm-hmm. and those one or two guys at that station don't want to let you in mm-hmm. sometimes the industry True. as a whole is noticing and that's what allowed me to through just hard work resilience people like work with me you know mm-hmm. a great reputation put me ahead of a lot of other people to get that that position here in dubai
1: let's move a little bit to the radio itself yeah what does it take to be a good radio And how does it feel? You know, it's. Do you enjoy enjoy doing this? uh, You know, we talked off. um, I enjoy doing it, but it is the stamina to have a couple of interviews, for example, at the same day. Because when I'm talking to you, I'm giving you all my energy, trying to engage as much as possible. So after the interview, maybe I'm not, I would say, experienced enough or practiced enough having a couple of interviews per day, but it it drains me. As an experience, uh, or expert radio presenter, how do you see it? I think it's a bit like, you know, and we mentioned this before,
0: for people who get up and, and speak, it's, you don't realize the amount of nervous energy mm-hmm. you burn. Um, if you've got a big Correct. event coming up, if someone's not used to public speaking, you know, no. and they've got to speak at a, a wedding or something, the amount of nervous energy in the week leading up mm-hmm. is is immense, and then, when they've completed it it's like they've jumped out of a plane They're, oh yeah that's true. over done done, done. Mm-hmm. because of your nervous energy mm-hmm. so so over time that tends to wear off but to be a really good radio announcer from from my time doing kind of coaching and training how
1: I, long overall
0: 20 years, years 20 wow what makes a great radio announcer mm-hmm. is a listener so people always think that being a radio announcer means you talk mm-hmm. but you listen to any of your favorite radio announcers and It's like what you're doing now. You might chat to someone for 30 minutes, and if they've asked the right three questions, that's all they need to ask. Correct. Correct. But it's the idea of reading someone's body language and mirroring their energy and mirroring their thoughts and seeing when they're uncomfortable and seeing when they're, you know, when you should maybe target another avenue. Because a lot of people will just in their mind have set questions, Mm -hmm, and someone might drop this, you know, absolute bombshell of, Mm. oh, I was. Yeah, and and I had dinner with Princess Diana on the last night she was alive, yeah. and they go, yeah. So tell me about your upbringing. You know, they they not avoid. True. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Zero, zero in. Zero in.
1: True. How many interviews you did last year?
0: So the station I'm on now, Talk 100.3, mm-hmm. somewhere in the vicinity of 500, probably in the last 12 months. Whoa. And and it's great to be able to have people to come in and share their story, mm-hmm. and and I think what's fascinating, and I. I I want to know if you found this is that Mm. when you speak to a lot of successful people, you can always translate it back to a point in their career where, for some point, a door was opened metaphorically. There was an opportunity for them, Mm. and they just took it, went in, yeah, hundred percent. And there was no backing down. They just knew, no, this, this is. not mucking around here we've got to go for it (laughs) did you have one of those of
1: course of course 100 percent. but again it's also about you're always hitting it you're always being prepared you're always doing the work Mm. and of course opportunity will not and you just get into this how do you engage with diverse audience yeah well the the, challenge you're in dubai i'm sure Absolutely, the listeners of the radio station are super diverse. Yeah,
0: when I first came to Dubai, I I have to admit I I did really struggle Mm -hmm. in because uh, Australian radio is very mature, Mm -hmm. and the audience is very intelligent. And they've heard uh, Australians are very popular overseas uh, when it comes to media because we've had both commercial radio, which is very very creative, lots of competitions and promotions and prizes, and we've also had government radio, which has been quite independent of the government. So even in Australian government radio, you sort of have to be critical of the government,
1: Oh, okay.
0: which is the opposite of most countries mm -hmm. where it's it's, in many places, it's controlled, Mm -hmm. but a lot of countries, even the United Kingdom, didn't have commercial radio up until the 1990s. So Australia's had had, had both lines. And um, when it comes down to that experience, I didn't realize I did have to simplify what I did, because when you're speaking to so many people of different nationalities and English might be their second or even third language, a lot of the very subtle Australian humour
1: mm-hmm.
0: gets lost. So if if someone asks me, um, you know, if I say to someone, "What are you doing this weekend?" and they say, oh, "I'm ha- hanging out with my wife's parents," I might say, "Geez, that sounds like fun," and, right? And that's a very sarcastic <laughs> Australian <laughs> response. But to someone whose English is third language, they might go, "No, no, why no, would that? No, I don't understand." So so mm, so you'd yeah. have to really try and 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 pull that back. And sometimes we have terms that mm. are really are basic, but that can be quite offensive in other countries, mm-hmm. you know, we all have that relationship where this word's safe in this culture, but
1: this word's really offensive. So, so you, you've got to watch yourself. For a new person who wants to enter this industry, what kind of advice would you give? Them?
0: There's never, ever been a better time to get into media, not radio. Mm-hmm. I think with changing audience attitudes and changing behaviors, A traditional radio station is hard, so Mm -hmm. you look at the metrics, um, just in the last quarter was the first quarter in American radio history where on-demand listening overtook live listening. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Now, we know this because here we are in Dubai, and we don't have legacy stations that have been around for 100 years and set brands, and we haven't grown up watching this channel and that channel, so so we're ahead of the game Mm -hmm. in many ways in this region. A lot of countries, if you go to New York or, you know, or London, you know, that people have been listening to the BBC since they can remember. True. Sure. Um, but it's like what I said before, you know, traditionally you'd, you'd get radio and if you wanted to be a, you know, a music presenter, there was like one or two guys and one or two stations. And if you couldn't get into those places, there was nowhere to go. Now there's an opportunity where you can make a podcast, you can do mm-hmm. a show, and it's democratised. If it's good, it will find an audience.
1: You know, sometimes you have kind of good memory since you're talking to 500 people this year. Do you remember any good ones?
0: No. Words? Well, yeah, yeah a great yeah. ones. But the worst is some of them I don't remember. So, Absolutely. so when I'm out hosting a corporate function, they'll come up to me, Kitch, how are you? And I'm like, Have we point. met? And they're like, Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I was I'm on sure. your radio show. And I'm like, Oh, oh yeah. No idea. Cannot remember them. <laughs> so not I'm, everybody like, leaves a mark. Not everyone leaves a mark. Yeah. No, no, you're right. I mean, in terms of the question was, who were some of the, the better ones?
1: No, I mean, like, you have a memory with, with one of the interviews. It's either funny or not that you remember from 500 people you met or you interviewed.
0: Uh, it, for, for Mind Easily, the best was, uh, I mean, the stations associated with cricket was this cricketer, and he's uh, from Antigua, Curtly Ambrose, and he's considered the, the best most ferocious fast bowler, six foot six, mm-hmm. and he'd come in and with I mean, you mentioned you were a big cricket fan, but you're standing there and there's a fellow six foot six and he's a le- and he's twenty two yards away and he bowls a ball at you that's one hundred miles an hour yeah. and you have zero point three seconds to react. And this guy terrorized batsmen all over the world. And as a kid, dad used to take me to games and see him. And this imposing figure came in the studio. And what was fantastic about meeting uh, Sir Kirtley was. He was just as friendly as you would have hoped. It's really disappointing when you meet someone mm-hmm. and they're not that nice and they True. brush you off or whatever. But True. yeah, Kirtley was, was something special to be able to. It was one of those proud moments of, I've got that interview. You know what? I can send it to my friends. Mm-hmm. One chat. Isn't it funny people's mindset? I can send one chat to my friends or family back home. And because of that, they go, well, oh, he's successful. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know the, all the other True. work that, that, that's gone into, gone into it.
1: For you, what's interesting? In doing interviews with people in radio what what makes you inspired frankly speaking to hit 500 interviews over a year that's a number it's and it's not an easy number even if it's short long whatever that's a number what inspires you to push i won't do 500 interviews you.
0: yeah you can i can <laughs> <laughs> but what, what makes you want to do 500 is well i i think it's a case of uh, i i just enjoy chatting to people I've been given. Well, I was shown by my parents that are great people, mm-hmm. please. My dad, dad would always say to someone and it's a, it's a sporting term, get them on side. Mm-hmm. So that's like in a lot of sports, you know, you want to be on the right side of the referee because sure. offside would be a penalty. Mm-hmm. So, so there was the term dad would say to me, oh yeah, get them on side. So if there was people at work, you wanted to get on your, on their good side. hundred percent. So I always had a way. Of being able to walk into a room and look at someone and go, especially if you're ordering a coffee, how are you? Mm. Are you good? Are, are you all right? And then they, they kind of wake yeah. up. Where's you this positive energy come true. from? And I enjoy doing that with people that you, oh, I can ask one or two questions. I might amp them up. Oh, good to see you. You're looking great or whatever. How's how your day? And then I, I enjoy hearing the why, what makes them tick, like what you're doing. Why are they doing this? Why have they been successful? Yet at the same time, um I have the gift that a lot of guests are really nervous. Mm-hmm. and they might have an incredible story that they were working in the military in the u s, and now they're advising politicians and they've started up a business here, and they're sitting there, and you can see the sweat uh-huh. coming off the forehead, and they're really nervous. And I've got that ability to suddenly, you know,, uh, make fun of myself
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know and uh and, and crack a bit of a joke yeah. and crack a joke with the people around and just kind of try and defuse that mm-hmm. tension right? and then relax everyone and then and then they they'll open up to you
1: mm-hmm. let's move a little bit to music yeah what's music music is everything mm-hmm. music is
0: like life it is your heart soul it is the beat it is the you know they talk about the beat of the drum Uh, it's everything that guides you and motivates you through life
1: is there any link between music and radio or you make this link
0: well i mean i most people at least when i got into radio in the 2000s -hmm. they got into radio because they loved music and they wanted to talk about it Mm -hmm. and then you realize that music is just one of your tools it's like someone who loves coffee Mm -hmm. i'm going to start a coffee shop and then you realize making coffee is like one tenth mm-hmm. of your job. You have got to do the books and staffing and wages sure. and everything sure. and marketing. So it's it, it's kind of gone away. I mean, we now we, we work in an age where you've got every single song that's ever been recorded in your pocket, mm-hmm. and uh, music still very much has a place in music presenters, but it is going more content driven. So it's that that relationship is, is isn't there like it was because you, you know go you, you hear those stories and. Certainly in Western countries in the US, you know, the, the radio, you would, you would lie in bed and that was your window to the outside sure. world of the guy on the radio. And that was the only place you'd hear that new song. So that power of radio and that magic is, I'm old enough to acknowledge it and mm-hmm. remember it, but for the kids coming through, it's just but non-existent. you play music professionally? Okay? Yes, you, I do.
1: You did that in the expo, right?
0: Yeah, talk about taking advantage of opportunities. Mm-hmm. So, Going back to 2000 and even 2001, um, Australia closed its borders for years because yeah. of COVID. They, they did really well at the start and then- Extremely well actually. And then they probably painted themselves into a corner where it's, hang on, the we've, what, what point do we open our borders? Yeah. Because we've got no I'm vaccines got and how do, we, yeah. how do we do this? So uh, Expo was here in Dubai 2021 and each pavilion wanted to have local performers, but you couldn't leave Australia. Yeah. Correct. However, no. I was here. And so that provided me with an opportunity to perform at the Australian uh, Pavilion. And going back to what music did, music's not just the the beat of life, but it has the ability to make people remember circumstances or situations and be nostalgic. Mm. And it's great to see here's Australians who perhaps were locked out of their own country, Mm. got to go to this bar and expo, and here's another australian playing these australian songs that we all grew up with that were on the radio that were at every birthday party that we sung along to when our football team won the grand final mm-hmm. and to have someone else sing them is a great emotional experience to be able to, to give that to sure. them as well and, and feed off that energy
1: it was the first performance you did in music or not
0: oh no i mean uh, in dubai in dubai my yeah was it well not expo i'd done a few i'd done a few Private gigs and corporate mm-hmm. gigs and things, um, but yeah, sort of around that. I'd actually done one for the Australian. There was an Australian football grand final, oh, and they yeah. wanted to have me sing some Australian songs, and 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 it just sort of worked. Build this up from there. So one of my musical highlights was at that pavilion on Friday nights. They would bring in all these musicians from around the world. Oh, correct. And that we'd bring in someone from Latvia, and then the guys would come over from. Um, um, Angola, I think they were a range of different places, and it was like, "What song do you know?" Oh, Fleetwood Mac, great! You, mm-hmm. you, let's do this, and then you'd play, and that—that's you know that collective energy is fun.
1: Do you actually pursue it or not? Like now, like you're looking forward to do performances, or or you're just you look. It's my—I
0: have to be honest, it is probably my main love. However, you know, um, g- going back to you know what you often speak about, when it comes to business, doesn't pay as well as other avenues. Mm, true. Um, it's, and it's a lot more work. So um, I do a lot mm-hmm. of corporate work, corporate speaking and hosting. Mm-hmm. And, you know, without going into the details, mm-hmm. you, you can earn more money doing that. True. And I don't have to lug all my mm-hmm. gear. And, and I think with music, is, um, it's, it's a bit like any sort of fitness. Uh, you know, I wish I had a gig I was playing two nights a week. Mm-hmm. And then you're you regularly informal. When someone asks you to do a gig and you're not playing, it, it can take you two, three weeks to kind of get your fitness back up. True. And get playing again. So, um, yeah, I've got a couple of gigs coming up, but it's uh, I mean, it's just it's great. It's the it's the bet. I mean, I mean, the feeling of when I'm playing. I played some gigs up at Alcif by the border.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I was doing a, a session, and people are walking past, and they're not—they're listening, but they're not listening. No, oh, okay. they only really listen in those situations when you're not good. Ah, uh, true. You know, true, you look true. around. Attention. Yeah. So this one girl came up to me. She said, "I really enjoyed that. Where are you playing next?" And I was like, "Oh, I'm here tomorrow night." And you say that all the time. And then I turned up the next night, and she it in. She came all the way back to see you play again, mm-hmm. and just sat there and nodded, and then walked off. And I was like, "I've touched that person mm-hmm. with my playing." And they've gone to the effort to come all the way back down and, and play. And to know that you've given someone that. I mean, you've got so many options of entertainment. True. And you've got so many devices. To be able to give that with someone and experience that is a real, is a real gift. Mm-hmm. And you, know, you, you can't – you appreciate those elements.
1: You know what I love? The thing that you pass through is being in bed for years, kind of isolated. Yeah, I believe it switched people to being an introvert. They don't want to socialize. But you went out of it. Yeah, talking to five hundred people per year. You want to perform some music <laughs> in front of people. Well, it was intentional, or
0: well, I, I think it came back to you know, you know. I've done a lot of work on radio, and I also had a student where I was a manager. And when you're a manager of, of radio, and I mean, radio stations tend to be split between you know creative content programming, mm-hmm. and then there's the the sales and marketing. So when I was in management, I'm running all the other announcers, and you're dealing with creative minds and creative types, and they tend to be quite introverted so what made me as you said you know i'm not going to school i'm sort of you know doing the lessons at home because i'm not well it made you right you know you're 16 17 oh i've been invited to a you know to watch the movie night with a couple of guys i haven't seen anyone for months um i've got to be really funny Uh uh-huh i've got to go in there and and you know be memorable because because i'm not at school that week to get an invitation to the party next weekend Correct. so so it came a bit from there of needing to be really honest to, to kind of perform a bit and and that had its um that had its merits because it was um i was performing and i was memorable mm-hmm. but it also had a bit of a um it backfired a bit that i was never making meaningful relationships with people yeah. because every time i'd socialize
1: and then there's a gap
0: i'd perform My- like we'd go for a weekend away with a dozen people and I'm telling stories and I'm chatting away and I'm playing guitar. And then I've got a love of cooking. So I'm on the barbecue for four hours. And they're like, Kitsch was amazing. Yeah. yeah, get him next time we go away. And, and you'd get invited. But you didn't actually have anyone that was like, how are you going?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so uh, it, was a, it was a
0: flip side there to it. But look, hey, it, it comes out of anything. The necessity was needed. So you, you find a way.
1: True, true. Since we're in the Orthodox podcast, let's say – Mm, mm, not nice to say but you were in the bottom of the pack yeah i, I wasn't the, there mm. there have been
0: periods where i where i wasn't the alpha that is yeah. <laughs> safe, safe and then say.
1: you became an alpha in an industry that you're in how this happened well I think or I, how, how you imagine this or look, how people looking at you at that period of time now see you i think it's more about self-perception and
0: self-awareness mm-hmm. and how i saw myself probably more than I realized in that, yeah, growing up in high school, I, I, was, uh, I, I was fortunate to, to go to a, a quite an elite private school and, and everyone predominantly when they graduated went into professional services. And it was very much about which bank did you end up working mm-hmm. at? Which accountancy consultancy firm? How quickly did you rise to a mm-hmm. C-suite or something? And I took the path of being a, you know, a radio guy. Which was sort of, you know, a little bit mocked a bit. It was a bit like the the painter. Oh, he's just a painter, mm-hmm. you know, Because because of the, the culture that they were used to, and, and I was creatively minded, and so I wasn't anything. Because those guys, it was always about bragging and being sure. this and picking be, up and 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 I, and I was a bit more perhaps artistic. And I, I, generally, when someone that it is a bit more creative and artistic, it doesn't lend themselves to be but did an it make alpha. make you feel
1: bad or not? That's no.
0: Look, it, it, it didn't a little bit, but it probably, it probably harked back to, you know, without getting too deep into it, it was probably uh, the great benefit of, of me being a, a kid that wasn't at the school because he was homesick was I was able to feel comfortable in an uncomfortable situation. Mm-hmm. Now, I was able to thrive and, and not need to follow the pack. I mean, that's the last thing an alpha is uh-huh. going to do is, oh, everyone's going into law, I have to go into law. Mm-hmm. So I was always comfortable and, oh, okay, well, if everyone's zigging, I'm going to zag. Mm-hmm. So, so I guess that the seeds were set in that position. And I was always trying to find my way and, and I, I guess finding my way to Dubai, I got rid of this mindset of oh, all my friends are CEOs of banks and insurance companies mm-hmm. and I'm not at their level. It was just in my head. But it, took, it sometimes takes you to get out of the bubble. So realize, oh, you know, I'm good at stuff, mm-hmm. Being simple, I'm good at stuff and I can really thrive here and I've got an opportunity and coming here, people didn't see you as you know, Sydney's quite, as we would say, quite judgmental. I was living literally an hour from Sydney airport south, but it was mm-hmm. like, well, because he's not in Sydney, he can't be uh, as good. Okay, Because
1: mm-hmm.
0: he's down there, oh, he mustn't be as mm-hmm. good as everyone who's up here. And I probably let myself believe that a little bit or more than I should. And it's not till I get out of it and I come here and I, I, I look around and I see people's responses and their feedback and I'm like, no, 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 I've got this together. It's sometimes about your worth is, or your work is not valued mm-hmm. where you are. You've sometimes got to be brave enough to put it in a different position to find the so true work. you to leave
1: the environment. Yeah. And I, I
0: think research shows a lot of people are really successful when they, they do leave true. their hometown. You know, maybe they're in the shadow yeah. of their parents, or they're in the shadow of a, a sibling. Correct. Yeah, and I think that coming out here um, gave me clean slate, and I can uh, I can go on my own terms.
1: True. You know, Jim Ron has the, uh, a lovely quote: that "says If you want to change, just move. You're not you're not a tree stuck into the ground." No. Do you believe if you stayed back home, you would be that successful or not? No way. No way. No way, because
0: I put limitations on myself and I had blocks on myself that I didn't even realize. And a few people would say, "You know, maybe you should like go, but leave on. And I, I, never, I never probably had a negative mindset. And I've heard you talk about mindsets mm-hmm. a lot. It wasn't negative, but it was limited. limited. And yeah. I, I don't think that we, we speak about that difference enough because True. I would always look around and go, hey, I'm very grateful for this job. I'm very grateful for this great place I'm living in. True. I'm grateful. But you've still got to be able to say you know good is the enemy of great Mm -hmm. i've got to break this if if i'm actually going to achieve that goal
1: if you go back to radio what will be the challenges that you faced that you want to share it with the guys who would like to really pursue this kind of career perseverance and just old-fashioned hard
0: work just hard work i worked harder than and than anyone else almost anyone else i know however mm-hmm. i didn't work smarter not so clear. i i was a bit not simplistic but i was a bit i'm just going to work i'm going to do every weekend music shift i'm going to do the late nights i'm going to fill in i'm going to mm-hmm. do the christmas shifts i'm going to do the long weekend and that'll get me somewhere and i'll be recognized by the boss
1: no because agree to an underpaid uh,
0: well not, or not or underpaid not? but i think that um you know, in, in, in a radio station, you're not paid on the work that you do or the quality of the work or how much work you do. You are paid on the value you bring to the radio station. Mm-hmm. So that, that's a hard thing to quantify. Why does this person do a 10th of the work but earns 10 times the money? Because maybe it's because advertisers know him and they recognize sure. his brand and his brand can help. So I think, I think it's a bit more about anyone getting into to media now, and he's just, you've got to be willing I started out as an 18-year-old, 19-year-old, working for nothing at a radio station for two years. Mm. And then I was willing to move to a country town in the middle of nowhere and sacrifice everything. And I constantly was sacrificing. And over a period of 15 years, I don't think I had a more than two weekends off where I wasn't either on air or studying. And I look back and look, I don't regret it, but yeah. there were times I could have worked smarter than harder. And probably be more willing to adopt new technologies. You know, I'm I'm in radio when Facebook kind of broke, exactly. was around the same mm-hmm. time. And there was a girl at the radio station and she was saying, oh, I'm going to get my own Facebook page. And we Does all sort of laughed back? at her. What are you mm-hmm. about? We're on the radio. What do you want to do with that for? Mm-hmm. Yet six months later, who's the one that's got the Mercedes car? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's her because they saw her and sure. and, And that's a lesson in being visible. Mm -hmm. So I think that the hard work is there, but you've got to work smart and be visible and have a great relationship and build your brand. Mm -hmm. So you've got to focus your work alongside that, more so than just working really hard for
1: someone else. You were here during COVID, and that's a time or a period of time that everybody suffered, I would say. How did you navigate COVID being away from home? Your home is absolutely locked down. You can't go back home. How did you navigate this? People were laid off.
0: Yeah, I, I, I look back at those times and, and uh, I've really changed and grew. I, I had a lot of, I think looking back, I had a lot of lessons to learn in, in myself. And um, I'd been here about COVID hit. I think I'd been here six or seven mm-hmm. months. And the company I'd worked for, about a month in, that had huge redundancies. And I was like, well, have I really got a future here? If I'm, I remember saying to my boss, why am I here? Because if this has been in the planning, as these things are for mm-hmm. months, why have you brought someone new in? Don't worry. I got them, yeah, yeah. I'm like, but you. Your natural instinct, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And then COVID hit and I, I was concerned because of, you know, my parents and family and um, Australia was one of those countries where, you know, fair way away. And when the flights closed, I was a bit, I just got worried that if something happened to my mm. family, I can't get home. And I I probably didn't, didn't quite cope with it because uh, I didn't have, and this is one of the things that I guess you speak about as an alpha. I hadn't really built up a, a strong support network. You know, I had just followed the path that I did back in Australia leading in, which was just work, 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 mm-hmm. work, 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 and not really spend a lot of time, you know, building a relationship and socializing. And mm-hmm. I think I struggled because of that, because I didn't have enough people to check in on you and just go, as, as we all sort of did. Yeah. And then, uh, you, know, uh, you know, the story that I was there and it all went bang, 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 bang between losing my job and then a week sure. later, Australia's borders are closed and, and I'm sort of sitting here stuck going, I can't find a work because I kept finding jobs. I'm want me in this country. What, but they, and then their borders were closed. You were here
1: just six, seven months in Dubai. So uh,
0: I've been there. I've been 12, been here 12 months. Uh, 12 months. But six months, yeah, COVID hit six months mm-hmm. and then I uh, sort of factored along uh, okay. and then got made redundant mm-hmm. sort of uh, when we were sort of coming out of lockdown.
1: What is the lesson for you?
0: The lesson is what I've tried to practice since I came back and that is the importance of balanced life. You know there have been times and i think there were a few times when i was first here at this job where i i probably lost my cool a bit because i had nothing really else in my life going on and when something wouldn't go right at work it was a bit more of a disaster than it should have been Mm -hmm. because that was my main focus it wasn't like well i'm got i'm playing tennis here and paddle here and i've got this Mm -hmm. and i've got all these other factors Mm -hmm. and if one falls apart that's okay there's a safety net so i think the balance i've tried to work in is actually not work so hard put more work into yourself and your network and and have fun, Mm -hmm. not just worry about work. Because if if you worry about work, you've got nothing else, I go home and worry about it. You wanna, well, I can't control it, maybe have a vent at work, Mm -hmm. but then once you leave, you don't talk about it anymore and and you focus on other things.
1: What kind of success factors did you have that contributed to your success?
0: I think I made, um, I think unfortunately what happened was when I was here in the first job, I gave it my everything and I didn't focus on other avenues. Mm. What I'm really sort of grateful now is that if any one of these opportunities fall back, so I've got the radio show, but also I'm working as a, a corporate speaker, I'm working as a host, um, I'm working as a, 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 a helping consult businesses on podcasts, I'm working as mm. a musician. You've got all these other factors, and that's also really stimulating because. You're always working in different environments True. and different people mm-hmm. and you never really get bogged down mm-hmm. in the politics of one too much. Mm-hmm. So you stay fresh True. and you stay alert. And I think that uh, I'm enjoying a bit more of like anyone who's sort of going off and being a bit of a freelancer, suddenly it's not just about the work, but the challenge of the hustle mm-hmm. and then the chase, and then you seal the deal. I hadn't experienced that directly before. Mm-hmm. And
1: that's just as good as the work. You know, you touched upon, like you said, I'm, I was working and studying, so you believe that continuous learning is important. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about it and what kind of, if you're going to advise people who want to work in this industry, especially radio, what kind of studies do you should Or yeah. personal development? Yeah, well, I mean, when I went
0: back and studied, it was because I, I was sick and I didn't finish high school. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of a bit knocked about that. So I thought, you know what? Okay, I didn't go to uni, grade, I'm going to go off and do a master's. Okay. Right. And there was a mm-hmm. bit of, you know, fueling that uh-huh. to drive you. When it comes down to your education, I think that radio, is one of those. To do your education. There are set courses that you can do, but I think it comes down to you've just got to listen to as much radio and podcasting as you can, because your knowledge is going to come about. You've listened and listened mm-hmm. and listened and listened, to and you've you heard,
1: heard things. This, how like, to carry a conversation. Okay, questions.
0: so so we'll, we'll we'll role play. If I'm like running a radio course, mm. and you come in and you say, "I've got this great idea. I want to do an Alpha Talks podcast, mm. and it's great." I would say to you. Okay, who do, you, who do you enjoy listening to that interviews people really well? Mm-hmm. And who, who are your favorite to listen to?
1: As a podcast? Yeah, as a, as a TV host or anyone. No, even uh, Steve Butler. Okay,
0: mm. yeah. Anyone else comes to mind?
1: Uh, Bradley, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have a couple. Yeah.
0: So, but, and, and you've obviously listened to those yeah. and thought somewhere on the line, you've thought, oh, I can do that or I can do that better no well i'm looking at your inspiration to do this
1: yeah. inspired by them actually.
0: yeah on the weekend i hosted a conference um it was for immigration and we had four or five guys on the panel and they were really quite animated about the industry mm-hmm. and they loved it and they came off air and they said to me "Would this how could we do this as a podcast uh, yeah, yeah. Inspired, right so yeah. so there's got to be a moment of inspiration And i think if people who want to go into radio they've got to really just try and find as much time as they can. It's like if you want to be a, 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 a footballer, you need, yeah, you've probably yeah, watched every course. footage of Messi on. Mm, true. Just try and mm. consume yourself and also try and be around those other creative people because um, I, I enjoy that you know when you get into radio, you realize yeah, it's not just music. It's not just this, but you've got to know about types of headphones and types of microphones mm-hmm. and lighting and cameras and compression ratios and software and all these sort of things. So maybe it's good to find some other people to chat in that industry. True. You know, I, I feel a bit sorry for the generation coming through. There's not a lot of work experience people because I got in when there was getting this, there was like a CD library. Mm-hmm. So old I am. And so cassettes. You'd, and cassettes. And, yeah. So you'd start and your job would be when the new discs come in, put them in the library in alphabetical order, mm-hmm. but allowed you to just kind of, witness and 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 be around and you see that like that with any industry be around like-minded people Mm -hmm. look at look at an athlete what's his training plan what's his diet modeling
1: modeling on it yeah what's the future of radio a lot of people think that radio will die is dying or is dying industry what's your opinion on that i think that radio
0: like a lot of things is going to evolve and i think that audio consumption will be up Mm -hmm. So in terms of the radio station, like every industry, uh, radio, the radio stations that, that survive are able to not just be a, a place of music or news, mm-hmm. they can extend their brand to the other avenues for revenue and also for mm-hmm. brand extension. So the future of radio is, is, is strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, people, people still have a trust in radio that if they hear someone say on a podcast, True. They may not believe it the way they've heard someone say it on the on radio. radio true. Okay. Because right. I mean there's I think it comes down to pitfalls of to get a radio station, you have to get a license off the government and you've got to go through a you know a a lot of yeah, legal but it's
1: credibility, credibility to sure.
0: it, trust. Mm-hmm. Okay. So so radio, if it's smart, will play off that with the bigger brands. Um I just think there's probably going to be um a lot less jobs, that the pyramid's gonna be smaller, the big announcers are gonna be across more stations. Mm-hmm. So the future's there, definitely, but it's just gonna be like in the same way that you've got audio you don't just go to the shops anymore you can either go to the shops or have it delivered okay so it's it's going to be there not as strong as it will but i think that audio consumption is
1: is certainly up mm-hmm. you've been sitting and interviewing a lot of business people entrepreneurs do you think everyone can be into entrepreneur? i mean the old
0: question is uh are leaders born or are leaders made yeah.
1: right what's your vision on it because I come from a corporate background, yeah. So I have my school is different than some people say. I believe that I would say it's, if somebody comes and tell me should I be an entrepreneur or I go to a corporate career, I'd say like try yourself in a corporate career a hmm. couple of years, get the systems, get the structure, see how things are going, and then decide from there you want to be an entrepreneur, build your own business, and and, and. what do you think? But it kind of depends
0: on the personality because. Sometimes, if you're an entrepreneur and your own boss, you can be lazy. Mm -hmm. There's no one. Uh, There's no one to check up on Mm -hmm. you to make sure that you're, you know, you're working. And and sometimes it can be a bit harder if you're in a high-level corporate position, you know, for the responsibilities that you have to, you know, to shareholders or to to the board. So it it kind of depends on the industry. I think people can be an entrepreneur. It sort of depends on, I think, how willing they are to learn from failure
1: and sacrifice.
0: And sacrifice, and how much do they re- really want it? I think that everyone now is their own brand, mm-hmm. and we're all entrepreneurs to some degree. Well, I mean, think about last century: mm-hmm. you finished school, you got a job in the factory, sure. that was it for thirty mm-hmm. years. Okay, now sure. we're all in the gig economy. I'm I'm learning from the you know the interns that we get. You know, they're nineteen twenty, and they've all got little side hustles of video uh, editing sure, here and this here and there. Yeah, yeah sure. they've all got little projects that they're working on. So. I think we're all sort of developing that, going away from, I'm going, to, I'm going away from a, a job where I've got a boss that's going to look after me and give me the benefits and the security. It's more going away to a society where we are all we are all our own
1: brand. What's your hidden talent that nobody knows? The hidden talent is good. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm pretty you open. Threw, you threw a couple of things like barbecue, it's probably, music. It's,
0: no. Yeah, it's probably cooking i think it's probably cooking you know i was fortunate I had a grandmother who was a sensational baker on on mum's side on dad's side and then you know when i was um uh 18 i picked up uh, a, a great passion for food from my grandfather who was in the butchery mm-hmm. great 20th century mm-hmm. industry and so my first t- t- job while i was trying to get starts in radio was working with him across restaurants and kitchens and that really harbored a a love for um, I love for food, and I think that now I'm fortunate that uh, being in Dubai, I can travel a lot. Mm-hmm. And one of the great things about travel is learning about food and cooking, culture, and how that yeah. is people's culture, and how you really the, every, you can go to the best restaurants
1: in the world, but you would know that the best food is in the home. Yeah, true. Home thing. Home thing. Yeah. I'm a strong believer in the power of habits, routines, in order to reach your goal or become successful. Do you have a a routine that you follow every day? Habits that made you who you are now?
0: Well, I think
1: the,
0: the, the habit I've found since I come to Dubai is getting up and trying to exercise, even if it's a, just an hour walk, what that does for your mind mm-hmm. is, is the best habit. I think the, the best habit that I, that I have got myself into is, is, is that that's the physical one. I think the mental one is how, the habit of how you talk to yourself. You've got to find time each day to talk to yourself nicely because mm-hmm. – I'm going to be honest, there were times I would, you'd wake up in the morning and you'd open your eyes and you'd look around and you go, I've really failed here. What's going, well, I mean, how did it end up like this? I thought I was a nice guy who worked hard. And that, that's sometimes COVID or it's circumstance. So I think the habit is finding some time to talk to yourself nicely and, and recognize those times when you're not. Got to do that each day.
1: Mm-hmm. You're in the Alpha Talks podcast. How do you define an Alpha? <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> I think as an alpha, who's someone to going back to music, is happy to go to their own beat. They're not affected by trends, or they're not affected by image. You know, they go by the the beat of their own drum, and they're happy to find their own path and really believe in themselves. I think that I think that's where the alpha come, comes mm-hmm. through. They're not, you know, your beaters and whatever. They follow the
1: follow the path of the alpha.
0: You know, the the, the alpha is the this. one who's com is comfortable, but respectful. You want to do that? Cool, but I do it. it I love that
1: you linked it to music.
0: Yeah, well, Mm -hmm. it is about the it is about the beat of the Mm drum. You know, you got to. We talk about music, about uh, you know the drummer in the band keeps the rhythm, and you've you've got to be able to kind of go to your own beat, be happy to play to your own beat. Don't worry about what everyone else Mm -hmm. is
1: doing. I love that. What's your goals? My my goals. A lot of hats. You really wear a lot of hats.
0: Yeah, Yeah. and and that that has its own Mm -hmm. downside because you constantly hustling and and juggling and i also think that when you have a lot of hats some people don't respect respect them over the other like if i was to just do music and i had an instagram Mm -hmm. that was just clips i'd probably get more gigs because people would go oh he's a musician Mm -hmm. but now they go well how good is he going to be if he's if he's if he's if he's doing Mm -hmm. this and this and this and this this." so look my goal really is if i could find a career wise if i could find a way to kind of work more remotely because radio is one of the things you can't do remotely mm-hmm. is would be to find a way i could spend maybe eight nine months in Dubai and three or four months back home that would be that would be an optimum goal if i could find that solution i think my really goal is just to talk to myself a lot better because a lot of times i i sold myself short and i i was i didn't talk to myself very well at all and it's just about enjoying yourself having fun and and working hard.
1: Okay. What is the last message you want to leave the audience with?
0: (laughs) I wasn't expecting it to get so deep. Well, look, I think that there's just a case of uh, be more authentic, be real, say what you really feel with respect and be honest to yourself, I think. You know, one of the things that – I'll tell you a story that happened on the weekend. So I had this this function and I had a great time and I love helping people and facilitating events and getting on stage. And – what really not upset me but sometimes makes me question why do people do this That mm. there was a lady there and and she said to me oh can i take a photo on the stage i want people to think i was a speaker uh, right? it's, it's and this a is a real story. dubai story mm-hmm. and then they were like oh no no i don't want i want the vip lanyard so she wanted the vip lanyard and then to have the pose on the stage and then take the photo and then put the photo on social and then you know how women are like on social, all the girls are like, slay, fire, you go girl, you're amazing, <laughs> you know? And I'm like, but that's just not authentic, right? Now, now I need to shape my career a bit more, yeah. right? So I need to be, probably need to be a bit more like that at times. I just think you've just gotta remember who's important to you, love those people, remember to be nice to yourself, work hard and have fun. And I think if you do that, you're halfway there.
1: I love that. Before we end, we have a tradition In the podcast it's the alpha talks memoir so there are three things you need to do number one is to write down your experience in the the podcast the alpha talks the second thing is to write a question Mm -hmm. to the next guest or next alpha guest it's a way of communicating the alpha guests together whatever question you want and the third one who do you think should be the next alpha guest you think that will make an impact give value to our audience but before moving forward you need to answer the question of the previous guest. Please. So are you ready? I want to I want to see who the guest was too. Uh, it's hidden. I'll tell you. Okay. Uh-huh. When was the last time you asked yourself that you love you? Yeah. Even you. <laughs> I'm I'm looking at Steve's face and he he's got his eyebrow up at the
0: moment. When was the last time I asked myself do you love you? Yeah. Um I was probably on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Do I
1: do it? But do you actually talk to yourself a lot? Yeah,
0: right? I spend mm-hmm. a career in mm-hmm. a box talking to myself. Sure. So, sure. so I find myself, uh, I have formed some bad habits as a radio announcer because four hours a day, I'm talking to people on the radio who have rung in. Mm-hmm. So sure. I communicate with people by looking at the studio floor and focusing on not being distracted with vision, yeah. but focusing on what they're saying. And I found it a bad habit. i trying to get out to that. i am in conversation with someone, and they're being deep. I'll want to look at the floor as if I'm on the radio, True. so that I've got nothing distracting Distracted. my vision. So, like, and, and people aren't used to that, so they take. it. Why is he not looking me in the eye? So, <laughs> I'm so, 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 yeah. So, uh, when was the last? I think when was the last time I was kind to myself? Can I, I put know, it that way? Yeah, let's
1: put it this year.
0: Uh, when was the last time I was kind to myself? I think it was. Um, I'd worked. I mean, I work all week and then I host an event Saturday night. Sunday night, I finished an event and I came home. and It was just a case of I had, I, 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 people wanted to see me and socialize. And I was like, no, I'm, I'm exhausted. I don't want to, I've got, I need this time for me. So Sunday night, I took a couple of hours out, just put on some comfy pads, watched some Netflix and was
1: just nice to myself. I love that. Lackland, thank you. Am I pronouncing correctly? you got it you got it thank you very much for being with us today it was really a pleasure that wraps another inspiring episode of today's show i hope that this episode has ignited your inner alpha and left you feeling inspired motivated and ready to conquer any challenge that comes your way remember alphas aren't born they're made It isn't about dominating others, it's about embracing your authenticity, leading with integrity, and making a positive impact on the world. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe to the Alpha Talks on your favorite podcast platform. Leave us a review and share the podcast with your fellow Alphas. Also connect with us on social media at al Hakim. Share your thoughts, insight, and stories of personal and business growth with us. Let's create a movement of Alphas supporting one another. The world needs more alphas like you exact until next time stay bold stay driven and stay alpha <laughs>